Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to the Absolutely Not Podcast, where we do the most and the least at the same damn time. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the Absolutely Not Podcast. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. How are you doing? Hope you're doing well. It is a beautiful week. I am sorry this episode is coming out late. I needed a mental breakdown wellness day yesterday, and we'll get into that. But let's get into the good stuff first. Hope everyone's doing fantastic. I, by the time you hear this, I'm going to be in Nashville, Tennessee, playing the incredible historical Ryman Theater. I can't believe it. These are like things that you check off on a bucket list of places you want to go and places you want to perform. Chicago Theater, Radio City, the Ryman. You know, it's just, it's a very iconic week for me. I got a new suit. Okay. We're, we're showing off a hot eggplant purple that's going to get your tits hard. And uh, get ready. I did a absolutely catastrophic personal spray tan last night. The wrists are crunchy. You know what I mean? It looks like I took Cheeto dust. It looks like I went to a perfume store that was selling Cheetos. And I did a little spritz, spritz. And then just took that Cheeto dust that chubby kids used to have on their fingers. And then you'd, you know what I mean? You just rub it all over your gums. That, it looks like I've been doing that. Like when you're testing a perfume, I've just been taking Cheetos and rubbing it into my wrist. The legs are worse. And guess what? Mama's skirt is shorter than ever and I don't give a shit. So rolling in with a very catastrophic spray tan to Nashville, but you can't show up unless you're suited and booted. It's Nash Vegas. That's how we roll. So I'm very excited. The reason probably too why the spray tan is so, I would say borderline offensive is because I went extra dark. So I did super dark. I'm very Caucasian. All right. Yeah. I was like, you know what? Let's just roll the dice. It's not going on my face. You know what I mean? It was going on the rest of my body. Let's roll the dice. And I sweat so heavy. I sweat. So those dead skin cells are just going to be sloughing off right on stage onto the front row in the splash zone. But I'll tell you what right now it is. My legs are those of an Ethiopian woman. And I didn't mean to, but I did. And I actually did my spray tan, my my glow up, if you will, post-shower, but also the same shower that I let my dogs get in. And I know this is weird, but when, when I have to bathe the dogs, I go, shower time, and they both come running in, and we're all naked. And I don't know if I should be sharing this. I don't know if the ASPCA is going to show up, you know, or 
child protective. It's not weird. It just is what we do. And I get the hose. You know, I got the hose and I scrub Riggs down, spray him off. He jumps out, scrub macaroni, spray her off, get her all. They jump out. Then I jump out with them, dry everybody off in a towel. My asshole is straight in the mirror. You know what I mean? If my if my shutters were open and and the neighbors could see the reflection, <laughs> if the neighbors could just see 99% of the shit that goes on in my house, they'd move immediately or move in. I don't know. We keep it frisky over at the McMahon residence. But anyways, so then I get in the shower and finish my shower. So the dogs are going crazy. I don't know if you've ever bathed the dog, but immediately after they do zoomies, they're getting hot and heavy. They're doing, they're going fucking like they drank seven, four locos and Frenchies in general, about 11 PM. It's just off the fucking Richter. Okay. But then you bathe them together as a family. Shit gets weird. So I'm trying to apply this sunless tanner with my mitt. I got my leg up. Labia is pointed right into the mirror, which is then reflecting back to the neighbors and the dogs are whizzing by me. I mean, macaroni has half a spray tan on her little ass right now. It just, it is what it was. I was single parenting last night. I'm doing the best I can. I'm holding on by an emotional thread and it's been a lot, but I'm excited. Coming to Nashville, one of my favorite cities ever. We're fucking doing it. And I just want to take a second to really thank you guys for all the support. I know I say that, but I need you to know I had a wonderful weekend in Denver and then I went to Boise. I had never been to Boise, Idaho before. And the reason we chose to go to Boise is because I had so many fans from Boise come to other cities. And we we're like, let's test out the market. We had a great time. It was a phenomenal show. These lovely ladies made me a bouquet of potatoes, just raw, just raw russets. And that was great. You know what I mean? And I asked him, I said, what am I, I can't check the potatoes. And they said, no, just leave them in your hotel. I said, that's a little, you know, what's a housekeeper going to find? Just a couple sprouted, sprouted dogs. You know what I mean? I don't know. I felt weird about it. But um, Boise was amazing. Really cute town. And Denver was great. But listen, I'm going to tell you this right now. Your girl's sensitive to altitude. And if you're going to go to Denver, you got to go at least two days beforehand. And it was spring break and, dude, everybody was shredding the gnar. They were all in their skis. You arrive at the Denver airport and it is just like stressed out dads, ski bunnies, and just guys named Dylan. He literally, they live on the mountain and it's the last warm, it's like warm ski season now through like the middle of April before the snow melts. And these guys are just like, we got one last week on the, on the peak, bro. We got one last week. So it was a lot of that. So you're literally having to like throw elbows at the fucking Denver airport in order to get an Uber and live your life. Because everyone's got fucking skis. It's a lot of gear. If you go to like the Denver airport, probably I would say Jackson Hole. It's just a lot of fucking gear. Like the oversized luggage department is overwhelmed. They got 14 linebackers back there just throwing fishing gear, snowshoes. It's just too much fucking gear. That's why I, you know, go to warm weather spots. Give me a thong bikini and some body oil. I got to carry on. We're good to go. You know, winter, I, we try to do Aspen and Vail. No availability at the end. It was like baby Jesus. You know, I was Mary, ready to find a night to tuck in. And there was no room at the end. We literally tried to use like a touch of my celebrity to get in places. Called like all these top places in Aspen. They're like, no, we're fun. We could put you in the coat closet for $14,000 a night. And I was like, you know what? Fuck you. 
I'm staying in town. But Denver, we had a great time. Two great shows, really, really fun, great comedy audience. Saturday night was one of my favorite shows ever. It was just awesome. We had a great time. Uh, shout out to all the girlies from Cherry Creek who ran into me at the Hillstone restaurant. Listen, if you know I'm coming to town and there's a Houston's or a Hillstone or an R&D kitchen or an Honor Bar or a South Beverly Grill, I'm going to go there for lunch. So if you ever wanted to know where to find me, it's a Nordstrom Rack or a Hillstone or Houston's. It, easy. You want to murder me? Stalk me? Hug me? Bring me a gift? See me at lunch around 1.30. <laughs> Very easy. From websites and online stores to marketing tools and analytics, Squarespace is the all-in-one platform to build a beautiful online presence and run your business. You know I use Squarespace. I freaking love it. It's such a no-brainer, easy freaking breezy. I made a tour website. I made a merch website. We did everything through Squarespace because why? It's the freaking best, okay? They have e-commerce. Connect all your social media accounts. You can have traffic overview. Content ownership, email campaigns, analytics, social sharing. Listen, if you're a blogger, they have blogging tools. Everything there is in one space. I love Squarespace because I feel like having an online presence, building a website, building your business, all of those things can seem so, so intimidating, but you don't have to worry because Squarespace makes it easy for you. And right now, if you head to squarespace.com slash absolutely for a free trial, when you're ready to launch, use offer code absolutely to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Again, go to squarespace.com slash absolutely. And for a free trial, when you're ready to launch, use offer code absolutely to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Cannot tell you guys how easy it is to understand, to be able to see the backend analytics of your website. You can see when people are visiting, you know, when my tickets go on sale, when do I get the biggest pop? What is going to drive traffic to my website? When I do a new merch launch, like what is it? It's going to all be explained there on the Frickin' Squarespace platform. I love it. You're going to love it too. Again, go to squarespace.com slash absolutely. Listen, I was having thinning hair, okay? I don't know whether COVID did it, the come down from the hormones after freezing my eggs. Plenty of people have it postpartum. It's just stress, age, all of it. There are literally millions of Americans that are experiencing thinning hair. Well, I started taking Nutrafol. They sent it to me in a big like promo gift basket. I was like, let's see if this actually works. And y'all, I'm obsessed with it. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement. It's clinically shown to improve your hair thickness and visible scalp coverage. Nutrafol helps support healthy hair growth from within, whether you're dealing with stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, and metabolism through whole body health. Nutrafol has three unique formulas to support women throughout all stages of life, including postpartum and menopause. Each formula is physician formulated using natural drug-free medical grade ingredients in consistently effective dosages so you get the most reliable results. Y'all, I started taking it about three months ago. I'm already seeing so many baby hairs growing in in the front and boho Brit. You know, I have hair extensions because I lost so much hair. She's like, Heather, your hair is already growing back in. So I'm using the hair extensions just to have like fuller hair at the bottom. And literally my rat tail is starting to grow in and I've never been so happy in my life. You can grow thicker, healthier hair and support our show by going to Nutrafol.com and entering promo code absolutely to save $15 off your first month subscription. This is their best offer anywhere and it's only available to U.S. customers for a limited time. Plus free shipping on every order. Get $15 off at Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com promo code 
code ABSOLUTELY. Again, that's Nutrafol.com, promo code ABSOLUTELY. But I'll tell you what, all the guys in Denver, it's a vibe. And I've said this, Denver is technically Menver, all right? If you're a single woman, you should be going to Denver to get dicked down. Now, I will warn you, though, every man in Denver has a weird fucking carabiner on his hip with a bunch of loose keys to, like, multiple Subarus and rope. I don't know if they're rope climbing. I don't know if these are getaway cars because they're eventually going to tie you up and throw you in the back of a trunk. I don't know. But they are hot. So that's, you know, those are the dice. Blow on and roll. You know? Snake eyes. I don't know. But the men in Denver are hot. They're carabining. They're climbing. You know, they'll climb up on that pussy and do the work. But I did hear, much like the lobster zaddies up in Maine, they are not willing to commit because, at least through ski season, you know, they got to be out there. They got to be on the fucking peak, brah, hitting this all the way down. And then once they hit the lodge, you know what I mean? Once they hit the lodge, what are they doing? Spraying champagne bottles with the boys or Miller High Life. Then they're going to eat four rounds of chili and fart all the way back to base camp. You know what I mean? That's their day. So if you're out there trying to operate ski, you know, you think you're going to run into one of these hotties in the hot tub after work. You, you're not. They're, they're in the toilet from all the, the chili they ate at the lodge, the halfway house, if you will. Uh, Miller High Life and chili are two things I probably wouldn't pair together. Great at the time, refreshing, warming, but uh, not a great end result. And we know that for sure. That's a fact. Um, anyways, what's going on? Okay, I'm going to get into it. I want you guys to understand, you know, I've always been very honest, but one of the reasons why this podcast is late this week and I, whatever, fuck it, life happens. I had a little bit of a <clears throat> solid nervous breakdown yesterday and not like no, no one should be concerned. We don't need to like 5150 hold me. I just needed, I like, I, I've been losing it. And I want you to understand that this is not coming from a place of ungratefulness. I am so grateful for what I do. I love being on the road. I love touring. It's the greatest job in the world. But I have realized that I have not scheduled enough actual, genuine, like I'm not even trying to be cheesy right now, but self-care time for myself. You know, the cuticles are cracking. The taint is just dusty. I you know, we fly home from Boise. What people don't realize is you're on the road, right? So I don't get a weekend. That's fine. I work on the weekends. I'm hustling. I'm shaking my tits on stage till 1 a.m. That's the jam. You do as many shows as you can in a weekend. And then usually that travel day home is a Sunday. But we flew to Boise. We did a show on Sunday. And my Sunday night, like after that show, my body is broken. My, my I'm just done. And if you've come to see the tour so far, you know I'm giving you 190% of myself. I love it. I take pride in what I do. I don't fuck around. We're not sleeping. This isn't like I'm going to give you a 20 minute set. You're locked and loaded for a two hour show and you're going to have the time of your fucking life. Okay. Thank you. Professional. <laughs> okay. When we're flying back from Boise and it's the cross country schlepping that's just killing me, right? So if you leave Boise at 10 a.m., you don't land in Atlanta till 8 p.m. By the time you get home, you kiss the dogs, you maybe eat a peanut butter and Jay or some like sushi that you ordered that got delivered at 7 p.m. because you were, you don't, you don't understand time travel. So anyways, I was eating warm sushi Monday night, full of gratitude, full of gratitude. Got up at 6 a.m. on Tuesday and I just, there isn't enough turnaround time right now. And I know I'm in this season and I just wanted to say this because I'm very transparent with y'all. And I know that there are other people that feel this level of exhaustion right now. You know, we live in this society where it's rise and grind and bam and bam, but it's true. 
when you're on the road, when you're finishing grad school, when you have finals coming up, when you're under a deadline for work, say you're an attorney like my sister and she's got six court cases around the bend. We're just constantly under these deadlines. So I wake up at 6 a.m. on Tuesday. I, I barely went to bed the night before. I'm just a fucking wreck mentally. Podcasting, Zooming, doing other people's shit, press, da 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 it, I just haven't had a minute to like be off. And I, maybe this is just a private conversation I should have had with myself and not brought it to the podcast. But I am starting to realize that it's going to make me crack. Like this week, we're going to Nashville. So excited about the shows. But I, I'm not having enough time home. Like I'm just having these 12-hour turnarounds where, listen, if you're a road girl, you know you barely have time to air out a Skims thong, Febreze a fucking Lululemon no-show sock, throw 18 protein bars in the bag, and pray they've got dry shampoo at a CVS in Houston. You know what I mean? That's where I'm at. It's just not enough time. And so I get home and I just have these panics. And I don't know what it is. If it's a spring cleaning, if it's just like I'm nesting, I don't know what it is. But I come home and I make a list and I get completely overwhelmed. And I'm almost to the point where, you know, when you start procrastinating that list, like I'm a list girl, I have crippling ADHD. That's just what I have to do. So I'm making these lists and I'm looking at it. Just I just shut down. I shut down. I canceled everything else for the rest of my afternoon. You know, and I just said, I need I need 10. I didn't even take a nap. There was not like I'm laying down to take a nap. I, I haven't, none of that. But I said, if I don't change my sheets right now and air out this vagina and just sit on the porch for 10 minutes, getting some vitamin D right to the top of my labia, I'm not going to make it. You know what I mean? I'm, I need a minute. And I love my friends and I want to give a big shout out to them. On Tuesday night, they were like, Heather, just put your shit down. You're done for the day. Come have food with us. We went to Yep and Co. here in Atlanta, which is Storico Fresco. I always talk about them. It's their new restaurant. And we went and we, it's fucking, the food is phenomenal. And Jared went and Raymond went and Tina and Amy and Katie and Mary and my mom came and we haven't laughed. I needed that night to just have a glass of wine. Only had one have a glass of wine, eat an just an insane, just a, a gluttonous amount of food and giggle. And everybody at the table just bitched. We had like a five minute, just throw it out there. And then we're all going to be grateful and have attitudes of gratitude after that. But I don't know who needs to hear this. If you need to take fucking 15 minutes to yourself and just lay on the floor, lay on a cold hardwood floor, maybe lay on the tile floor in your bathroom, put your feet up on the toilet, you know, not on the raw seat. Don't be fucking gross about it. Put your feet up, maybe put a cold towel over the eyes and just take 15 minutes to yourself, please. I know there's so many people out there that are itching to do that because I've got to do it. There just isn't a day off. There's not a half day off. Because what people don't realize is when I get home, I'm back on, Right. We're doing the podcast. I'm doing other people's podcasts. I'm doing press. I'm never not just like waking up. I can run around town, hit an Ulta. Like I miss doing a fucking errand, dog. I haven't been to Costco. I've been Instacarting my Costco orders and it makes me deeply, deeply sad. I want to go into a Costco. I don't even give a fuck about the samples. I want to buy protein powder in bulk that I will never make a smoothie with. I want to go buy pool floats and we're three months out. 
from being able to raw dog it in that saltwater pool. I want to go buy a ping pong table just because, and you know what I'm never going to do? The ping pongs. But I want to go to Costco. Mama needs a day of domestic bullshit. I want to hit a TJ Maxx. I want to roll through. I want to I want to buy knockoff designer shampoo. You like Biolage. I want to buy 10-year-old knockoff Biolage shampoo. And like Michael Kors perfume that has been sitting in the back of a dusty TJ Maxx for 15 years. I want to go there. And then I want to buy a pair of Steve Madden's that have the giant sticker on the bottom of them that say 11, size 11. And I want to very proudly throw that shit in my cart. You know, and then as I, as I walk out of the TJ Maxx or the Home Goods, I buy 16 cell phone covers that are not the right size. Because I don't know when was the last time you tried to buy a cell phone cover, but it's like 11 Pro Max, 11 Pro S13. I've never, I don't know why, I have gone into the settings on my cell phone. I have looked up the exact description of what the fuck I'm carrying around. And every time I order a cell phone cover, it's somehow I've done fucked it up. But there is no better high than when you were checking out at a Home Goods, and next thing you know, you bought ten koozies, sixteen new like stainless water bottles that when you un when you open them up, they smell like the basement of a factory in China that you absolutely know is up to no good. And they say, do not put in your dishwasher, do not even let cool water hit the inside of this shit. Not only is it not BPA-free, it is actually riddled with plastic inside the stainless steel. You know what I mean? You pick this shit up and you're like, this is not good. You end up buying like pop sockets, some sort of weird charging device. It's like, charge your cell phone on the back of a speedboat and you're like, I need this. But it's got a discount sticker, a hot pink discount, $16.99. You buy patio furniture. You buy a summer wreath. You know what? I'm not a wreath girl, but I miss tinkling my little, just a little ASMR for you, tinkling my little acrylic nails across some tchotchke bullshit at a Home Goods and a a Costco. I need it. And I'm going to get a day off in a couple weeks, which, you know what? I'm grateful. I'm working. Please understand that this is coming from just a, I'm just bitching. I'm bitching to y'all. This is a safe space. Please don't turn on me. Please always understand that I'm grateful. But some of y'all see me in the airport and you go, Buzz, your girlfriend, woof. I'm not wearing sunglasses in the airport because I think I'm anybody. I'm Mama's just trying to hide. And you always fucking find me because if Ray's flying with me, he's in some fucking hot pink checkered show me your moo outfit where I go with the neutrals. I'm wearing a black show me your moo outfit low key. Maybe a fedora so I look like Carmen San Diego, but it's I'm a little more John Wayne, Indiana Jones. Meanwhile, everywhere we went, Ray's popping this hot green outfit all weekend. And I said, we're getting stuffed every three seconds. And everyone is disappointed in the color of my skin tone because it's jaundice. You know, I just I had a breakdown. I did. I had a I need 10 minutes. I want to go tongue to tongue with my dog. You know, the highlight of my day, the highlight of my week was doing bath time. 
family shower time with my friend Jesus. <laughs> and it's fine. But anyways, if you need to find 15 minutes for yourself or if you need to say no to something, do it. But my friends were smart enough. I was like, I'm not coming to dinner. I'm in a horrible fucking mood. I just feel spread thin. I can't catch my breath. And Jared goes, put your fucking work down. Come have dinner. And all we're going to do is bitch. And it was refreshing and it's what I needed. If you're out there hitting the mean streets and you got a big zit on your face, you know what you need? Starface. I love all of Starface's products. Listen, you've probably seen like Justin Bieber wearing one of those little stars on his face. The Starface best-selling Hydro Stars is a fun star-shaped pimple patch that's so cute, I almost look forward to wearing it. I'll tell you what. Cuteness aside, though, they're also designed to absorb fluid and reduce redness while shrinking your spot. What I love is like I really like wearing them at night. I wash my face. I put the Starfaces on, so I'm not going to bed with like hideous zit cream that's going to scare the dogs and my husband. And what's great is they basically absorb fluid and reduce redness while shrinking your spot. Starface has a range of hydro star pimple patches for whatever mood you're in. There's classic yellow, a colorful multi-pack, a solid black, and a cute blue star with salicylic acid. They're cute, easy to apply to, and I like to prep my skin for hydro stars by washing my face with Starface's gentle cleanser space wash. And then I apply my stars to any spot in need. They also have a powerful micro dart patch called the Micro Cloud. These cute cloud shape patches are made with tiny self-dissolving microdarts that dive deep into skin to target early stage pimples that are dry or irritated. They're filled with key ingredients like hyaluronic acid, niacinamide, and salicylic acid to help calm and hydrate the skin for faster healing. Microcloud is only available in the US at starface.world. That's S-T-A-R-F-A-C-E dot world. And for a limited time, Starface is offering all Absolutely Not listeners free shipping on your first Microcloud order. Just enter promo code absolutely at checkout. Again, that's absolutely for free shipping on your first micro cloud order. I don't go out on the road without it. And I'm talking about Athletic Greens, AG1. Listen, this is a no-brainer. They've been a sponsor of the podcast forever and I love them and I love it. And I genuinely, genuinely take it. If you're looking for an easier way to take supplements, Athletic Green is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash absolutely. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash absolutely. I love Athletic Greens because it's 75 key nutrients and vitamins, minerals that are all in literally one scoop. One scoop of this delicious green powder. You put it in a little water. You could even put it in a freaking smoothie, whatever you want. I take down in the morning on an empty stomach. And then I make my coffee. I have my breakfast. I have my bar, whatever I'm doing about my day. Y'all, if you really look at what's in Athletic Greens, you're going to be very impressed. I keep saying this, but one of the key ingredients is astragalus root, which if you ever took it by itself is truly the most disgusting thing ever. But I've had herbalists, acupuncturists, Chinese medicine doctors like that have literally, I've taken Athletic Greens to them and like, yeah, this is actually amazing. I mean, if you, anybody knows, if you've ever done any Eastern medicine, they'll make like bark and take all these different potions and put it together. Well, all of that great stuff is in Athletic Greens amongst other amazing things. What I'm trying to say is though, Athletic Greens has it all in one spot. Again, all you got to do is go to athleticgreens.com slash absolutely and you can get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. That's athleticgreens.com slash absolutely. So A, I'm grateful to y'all for letting me do what I love and and letting, <laughs> you know, and not throwing fucking tomatoes at me at the airport because if you see me out in the flesh, it's raw, it's dusty. So be gentle. Know that mama's going on four hours of sleep on the weekends 
maybe, maybe five during the week. But I just need to turn around. I need more than 12 hours at home. And we're going to get there. So what does the schedule look like? We're hitting Nashville. Then we're going to L.A. for a week. I'm not doing shows in L.A. Might pop in and do a couple sets somewhere, but I've got a bunch of press, PR, podcasting, all this shit. And then I'm going to San Antonio. Cannot wait. We still have tickets for the Sunday night show and a few tickets left for the Saturday night show. If you're in San Antonio, hell, if you're in Houston, if you're anywhere in Texas, please come to the San Antonio shows. It's at a beautiful theater and you can get your tickets at heatherontour.com. So that is the weekend of the, I couldn't tell you. 28th, maybe. I don't know. Check the fucking schedule. So we're going Nashville, LA, San Antonio to do shows. And then I get a little time off in April. And you know what? I, I don't know what this is, but when I come home, like I started ripping through fucking closets. I get a laundry list of things I needed to do. And I am ripping through sorority t-shirts. I was like, why am I holding on to a sorority t-shirt from, you know, 2004? And it's in a bag. And then my mom goes, what if your daughter wants to be a Delta Gamma? This will be vintage. And then I'm crying about my embryo that's on ice that I don't know when I'm going to have time to implant or put into a small, you know, a petite Swedish woman. I don't know. I don't know. So when y'all message me, Heather, baby would look good on you. You know what? They call Child Protective Services because right now I'm home maybe four hours on a Tuesday if I'm lucky. You know, so everybody pump the brakes. Mama's out here grinding. The Botox in my jaw is wearing off because I just, I'm going to look like Bethany Frankel when she was pregnant. You remember what Bethany Frankel looked like? Shout out to Bethany. Love her though. When she was pregnant and the jaw and the jowls, that's where I'm at. That's what I feel like in my dreams. Because it's, it's, a, it's a grind. And I called my manager the other day and said, Maggie, I got to start saying no. And here's the funny thing. I have to start saying no to random shit that I'm obligated to do. But every audition that I audition for, I don't book. <laughs> you know, I fly to Denver. I've got like a 10-page audition. Christina's with me. She's helping me. I carry the tripod everywhere. And I just want y'all to understand, this is the kind of Hollywood bullshit I deal with all the time. So I said, I said, Maggie, you call the studio. If they already have offered this to somebody, and I'm not at the place, y'all. I'm not at the place where I get offered things other than like stand-up or, you know, television shows because they know I write, I've written 17 fucking television shows that were waiting to get picked up. When it comes to auditioning shit, like I'm still raw dogging it at a Holiday Inn with bathroom lighting and a tripod. And Tina's like, bitch, we've done this 16 times. And then I'll send it and I will send it and then I will wait. Maggie will say, Heather, great audition. And then I'll send it and I will fucking wait. And then literally three hours later, because I asked somebody who I know works for the studio or works for the casting agency, hey, did they already offer this out? And they're like, yeah, we're just waiting on, you know, I don't know. Let's throw out a name. Kate Hudson. If they if the money's right for Kate Hudson, she's definitely going to take the job. And I'm like, I why am I auditioning for the same roles as Kate Hudson? We could have both been Weight Watchers spokespersons. And I'm just here to say, Weight Watchers, wow, wow. What a missed opportunity on your marketing. You had Kate Hudson bounce back from baby. Bitch, birth that thing with ripped abs. Meanwhile, I'm over here with the loaded gun holding up people at a Dunkin' Donuts. 
for more points. <laughs> so just saying. Anyways, though, it's just we're grinding. We're in that time. It's springtime, but spring has sprung. You know, the days are longer, which means there's more sunlight to get done what we need to get done. But I just want to encourage anybody, anybody out there listening, if you need to just fucking shut the laptop, close the door, leave the office and go sit and have a glass of wine and just bitch with your 10 cuntiest friends, do it. Because if not, you will find yourself like me the other day crying in the fetal position in your corner with the J. Crew sweater tucked in between your teeth, just just saying, this is a lot. You know, and I because I can't let my kids see me, can't let the dog see me, lose my shit. I can't let them, but I am. And that's okay. And me just being honest and getting it off my chest is 90% of it. I just miss the smell of a home goods. You know what I mean? I just miss. I miss going into those TJ Maxx dressing rooms where, you know, it's it, the, the size of the door is a tea towel. So if you're trying on a shirt, your titties are above. They are exposed. They are above the door at the TJ Maxx. You've got about four feet of leg. So if you've got a long labia, it's hanging out the bottom of the TJ Maxx door in the dressing room. You, we all know this. They, it's a tea towel size dressing room door. You might as well just fucking strip down in the bedding section and try on the bathing suit. Try on the knockoff, you know, LeBlanca swim bathing suit. And, and you're like, you, you're trying it on. It's a size four. Put a one in front of that. That's my size. But I'm like, you know what? I feel thin today. I've had diarrhea for two weeks straight. That's the other thing. On the road, what people don't realize is we are fighting for our lives nutritionally, okay? Because what happens is we'll try and eat a late lunch somewhere, but we try and eat something a little heavier so it'll sustain us. Because then we can't eat till about 11 or 10 p.m. after the show, after the meet and greet, after all that. And then I'm usually eating a, I'm palming a barbacoa taco and I've got two chips with queso dripping down my leg as I'm walking into the car because we have, we have to get out of the theater or security is going to charge us overtime. There is nothing to eat late night. I survive on the weekends on pizza and tacos. That is what I survive on. So then I think I basically come home fucking constipated on a Monday. So my shit is literally, I'm, I'm basically turning septic. And then on top of that, it's affecting the mental health because I'm overwhelmed. And now it's just a, it's a, you know, a hamster wheel of doo-doo and stress. Doo-doo and stress. So. You know, maybe I need to hit a Ducalax on a Sunday night. But see, then you can't get on a flight Monday morning. I, when I first got to Italy for my wedding, I hadn't shit in four days. You know, a, a, you're excited, all this stuff. And, you know, the pressure of the airplane, I took a Ducalax. <laughs> Dude, they should just call it doo lax. I took one and I was with my wedding planner and we were going to do a walkthrough two days before the wedding. And she had to pull over to McDonald's. Shout out to Jill and Nicole. They had to pull over to a McDonald's on the side of the highway in Florence, Italy. And I'll tell you what, I thought they were going to deport me after that. It wasn't great. Somebody, somebody, I mean, it's fanciest McDonald's I've ever been to, but somebody knocked on that door and they said, ma'am, it's a time to go. McDonald's smell. You know, like it wasn't great. Like full cramps. Never been more embarrassed in my life, but I, that's what I did. So that's, you understand, it's, it's a vicious cycle. So whatever you guys need to do right now to take a second for yourself, 
Do it. When I want a snack, I go straight for Angie's Boom Chicka Pop popcorn that brings you a boom of bold, craveable flavor that you can enjoy at any time on any occasion. Hey, you know what? Angie's Boom Chicka Pop is perfect for when I want a bold snack with a boom of flavor while unwinding at the end of the day. Delicious. It's freaking great. I love Angie's Boom Chicka Pop. And fun fact, I did one of their first commercials. And they're a company and brand that I stand by and have always stood by. And one of my absolute most delicious, craveable snacks and Angie's Boom Chicka Pop sweet and salty kettle corn has the right notes of like, to like just to crush that salty and sweet craving. It's friggin' delicious. Also, what I love about it is half the bags have 40 calories per serving. Guiltless. Like, I just love that. I love that I'm having something delicious with the sweet, the salty. It's hitting all those notes, those craveable flavors. But I also, you know, feel like I'm, I'm doing something light, light and breezy. We're into that. Again, Angie's Boom Chicka Pop is friggin' delicious. And you know what? It's just the best. And uh, let me tell you what, if you want some of the most delicious popcorn you've ever had in your life, then you know where to go. You can try Angie's Boom Chicka Pop for yourself by visiting Boom Chicka Pop. That's B-O-O-M-C-H-I-C-K-P-O-P.com. That's Boom Chicka Pop.com. Check it out. Angie's Boom Chicka Pop. We bring in that boom, boom, boom. Anywho, what else is going on? Everything's good. We're going to Nashville. Can't wait to be tearing it up. Can't wait to see my friends. Jackie Schimmel's coming. My business partner, writing partner, Jen Zabrowski's coming. She directed my special. The special's about to come out, guys. We're very excited. When I can announce, I'll announce. I've been dealing, I've been on the phone with fucking network execs just being like, you know, like, okay, this is what we're doing. Like, we're laying down big dick and making moves. And I need y'all to know that that's the energy I'm trying to keep. So then when I do have a mental breakdown while choking on it, just like biting down on a J. Crew sweater in the middle of my closet on a Tuesday at 9 a.m., I know that when I'm on the road, you know, it's all coming together. But there are moments. If you need a scream closet, fucking take the time for yourself. Because you know what? We're all in this together. All right, let's get to the voicemails. I know there's a lot to get into. If you're single, go to Denver, get dicked down by a ski bum. Remember, he probably lives in a Subaru, but it is what it is. And if you want to apparently fly fish and do any sort of freshwater fishing, Idaho in the summer is where the fuck to go. Okay. All right. Let's get to the voicemails. As always, you can call in 800-213-7503. That's 800-213-7503. The absolutely not line, a safe space to bitch. And apparently going to end up, a lot of y'all are, are going to end up in jail for the shit that y'all call in for. Did I ever tell y'all this? I had a couple people call and like probably uh, admit to crimes. And then I just delete not on my watch. All right, let's get into the voicemails. Hey, Heather. This is Jonathan in New York City. Um, first of all, love you, girl. You're just, you're fantastic and you're funny as shit and you're great. I love you. Uh, I would love if you also put a male voice on the hotline for once. Obviously, I'm gay because I think everyone who listens to your podcast is gay or a woman, but whatever. Absolutely fucking not to restaurants charging you more for additional dipping vehicles when you order a dip or a spread at a restaurant, okay? I'm from the South. I'm from Alabama. And back there, down there, as you know, you go get, you know, you go get guac, a queso, 
they give you uh, it's it's bottomless chips, bitch. Okay, you got unlimited chips here in these fucking snooty ass Soho joints. You order like a tapenade, and they give you a piece of pita the size of your fucking thumbnail that you eat one scoop with, and you say, hey, can I get a little more pita for this $20 tapenade? Next thing you know, two hours later, you're paying the bill. You got a $30 charge on there for more pita just so you could finish the fucking $20 tapenade that you ordered. So absolutely not to that shit, and it makes me want to move back home. I just can't with that. Love you so much. Can't wait to see you at Radio City. Okay, bye. Honey, thank you for calling in. I could not relate to this more. I feel you. Listen, I love New York. Used to live there. Can't wait for my show at Radio City on June 17th, which this sexy as fuck gay gentleman will be there. We will absolutely tickle buttholes afterwards. But it is, there is, it's a scum. Everything is a scum in New York City. You know it, I know it. Rinse through the fucking roof. Everybody ditched the city like I did during the pandemic. And then they were like, hey, we're going to lure you in with a $10,000 upcharge on your fucking rent. But let me tell you, when I first moved to New York back in 2011, I'll never forget, I was sitting at a fucking deli and I was hungover and I got a Diet Coke. And then they said, would you like another one? And I said, you know what? Thought you'd never ask. 15 Diet Cokes later, I had, a, I think, a $27 Coca-Cola bill. And I said, first of all, I'm from Atlanta, the home of Coca-Cola. If you were to do a DNA test or a blood test right now, that's all that comes out of the veins. Caffeine-free Diet Coke. I haven't had one in about 15 years because I'm pretty sure it killed my father. But regardless, it's the nectar of the South. You know what I mean? When people say, can I have a Coke? You know, it's Sprite. Like, it's, we have our own lingo. But anyways, it's bullshit. And I looked at this woman at a deli and I, I said, ma'am, I don't know what kind of racket you're trying to run here. And this is before I even knew who Bernie Madoff was. But I said, when there's smoke, there's fire. And I feel like right now, <laughs> you're burning this bitch down. And if you don't take off at least four of those Diet Coke refills, I'll burn this deli down threatened hard hard yeah it's it's a bamboozlement i need anybody to know you know i i'm i'm running to people and maybe i'm in knoxville maybe i'm in montgomery and they're like well hey we're gonna come see you in radio city we've never been in new york i love it come to new york it's amazing but just so you know if you're asking for a cider ranch with your french fries they're gonna put it on the bill and if you what you're saying though is even more bullshit you ordered an appetizer it's a top and nod. Okay. Say it's, let's say it's a fancy beet hummus, a beetroot hummus. Got a little fresh mint, maybe a crushed up walnut, drizzle of the EVOO, and then they bring you the pita. They're only bringing you one pita sliced six ways. You dip, there's still more top and nod. What do you need? More pita. And you know what they're going to do? Charge you. If you were at an El Sombrero in Oxford, Mississippi, that chip basket would just be fucking rolling. It's like being at softball practice, okay? Being in the South, there's a, this is the difference between eating in the South and eating in the North. Eating in the North, it's like you got to pitch to yourself, right? So say if you're at tennis practice, you got to hit the ball, hit it against the net by yourself. Eating in the South, if you're at a Mexican restaurant in the South, you have chips in one of those ball things that just pump out the balls and it's just chip, 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 chip. 
your brain explodes because there's so many chips. And and if you're at a good restaurant in the South, your chip basket's not even getting 75% low. I would say when they get a cool 82%, bam, new chip basket. Bam. You know what I mean? And you don't even see it coming. You're barely reaching. You're like barely reaching. You're like turning to your girlfriend and you're like, I know she is a cunt. Next thing you know, bam. You don't, there's never a moment where you're waiting for the chips. Your hand seamlessly goes from one basket to the next. It's like magic. Because in the South, you're never going hungry. Meanwhile, up North, they, they literally take one piece of pita, grill it, slice it 45 ways. You're eating a quarter of an inch. You might as well take the tip of your Coke nail and just scoop up the hummus. There's no way you're getting out of eating at a, a, a Soho establishment under $250 per person. So don't even get the dips. I, forget a shrimp cocktail. You know shrimp cocktail is my bloodline. In the South, you get a shrimp cocktail. That thing came out of the Gulf. It is roid raging. That thing has its own, you know, 401k. It's got a condo. It's on the board of the HOA. That We don't fuck around with the shrimps. You know, tastes a little bit like the BP oil spill. I don't care. Tastes delicious with cocktail sauce. Let's it go down smoother. Ten of those. $14.99. Even at a good establishment. You could probably even say, hey, I got cocktail so- sauce left. More shrimp. And they're just going to go, you got it, boss. There, you just have, If you've never eaten at a real Mexican restaurant in Georgia... Arkansas, Alabama, Tennessee, Texas, my God, then you've never understood the the equal dis- distribution of chips. You, it's just something that you get down here. We're not going to ask you for a refill of iced tea. You know, if you're drinking the sweet, I might say in between, maybe let's go unsweet just so we don't lose, you know, we don't have a clubbed foot by the time we get out of here. You know, it's bigger and better in Texas. It is. You want a side of ranch? I'll never forget. Jeff went to my favorite restaurant in the world, okay, which is my place in L.A. called Jones on 3rd. They charged him $6 for a side of dill ranch. Now, it was probably a quarter cup, and he bitched. He went full George Costanza on me. I was mortified. I said, Jeff, please shut the fuck up. Do not ruin this experience. You got a turkey club. I know you want extra ranch, but we're in L.A. L.A. charges you for a fucking napkin. Shut the fuck up. And he bitched. Now, was he literally taking the tip of his dick and just scooping out the rest of the ranch? Sure. I mean, he basically chewed on the plastic bowl at the end. It was the best ranch he'd ever had, but they charged us $6, and I'll never forget it. So, you know, you can say whatever you want about the South. You can say, you know, we're uneducated. We're too fashion forward. We're, you know, really skilled at water sports. We know how to manage alligators, but don't ever tell me that we are not generous with chips, with a crudite, with any kind of accoutrement, any sort of vessel you need to get a dip into your mouth at a fucking Applebee's, a Chili's, whatever. We're going to, it's, it's bottomless, bitch. It's bottomless. You know who invented bottomless brunch? Probably a Southerner. Meanwhile, you're in Soho fighting for your life for some extra pita. You know, I don't know. This is what I would tell you, sir. I think it's bullshit. You know what you should do? Pita in the purse. Talked about it two weeks ago. 
You know what I mean? Carry a couple of dinner rolls in the bottom of the bag. I don't care. Pita chips. I don't care. Go to Trader Joe's. Get a Ziploc baggie. Bring your own. It's outrageous. This is why the country is divided over free refills. In Georgia, my arms with arms wide open. You know what I mean? You want 14 fucking sliders? You got it. Nothing, I'm going to tell you this right now, nothing worse. Look me dead ass in my eyes. Nothing worse than when you order burger sliders at a restaurant and they only bring two. You know it's three or four. You know it. I know it. You know? We all know it. Two sliders, not enough. Four sliders, perfect. Don't bring me a two-slider fucking platter. Four or bust, baby. Extra pickle. And a side of free fucking ranch. Wow, I got fired up about that. Still love New York. Balthazar, great restaurant. But definitely, you got to bring some You got to bring some chips in the purse. You know what I mean? You got to bring some chips in the purse. I used to carry around shrimp cocktail in my purse once. I'd go to Costco and get that shrimp cocktail that they have for like $12.99. You know, that's some BP oil, oil spill shrimp for sure. And I would carry that in my purse. I was on a really intense diet when I lived in LA. And Ray pulled me aside one day because he was concerned. He's like, what are you eating? I go, I'm living off shrimp cocktail in my purse. And that's what I did. Listen, low protein, high cholesterol though. Yeah, I had, I had a headache. I had a headache for like two weeks because I was only living off shrimp. Was not great. A bottom feeder. But you know what? She looks good. All right, let's get to the next voicemail. Hey, Heather. I'm going to try to redo this because I feel like I rushed the last time. My name's Matt. Uh, I took my fiance to go see your show on Friday in Denver. And absolutely not to all the people there who just won't shut the fuck up and talk amongst themselves the whole show. And I didn't talk about this a lot on your podcast, but I just couldn't believe it until I got there. And this is my first time seeing you. I was really excited. I'm wearing leopard print with my fiance. And Ray comes up and everybody's talking. I'm like, okay, this kind of sucks. I'd like to, like, I was excited to see Ray and now I can barely hear his jokes. And then you came on and people are still talking. And it's like, you tell a joke and then everybody's murmuring about like, oh yeah, I can relate to that. My husband golfs too. It's like, shut the fuck up. Nobody cares. Or at least like go outside or don't talk so loud that I hear you and like just a like a mass murmur like I'm in a lobby or something that's how many people were talking so I just think that's really disrespectful it sucked too because I had to tell a woman to be quiet in front of me and then my fiance also had to tell two hammered people behind us to be quiet and then we looked like assholes they looked at us like we were assholes so absolutely not to that absolutely not to my dog barking right now and uh I just wish that you got a little bit more respect in, in that way and people would just shut the fuck up during your shows. But either way, loved you, loved the show, loved what I could hear, uh, and thought you looked awesome in that sequin dress. You kick ass. Uh, and to your fans, please shut the fuck up. All right, I love this. Listen, this is controversial, but it's not, okay? And I love that we had a gentleman calling about this. I'll even be at the meet and greets after some of the shows. And again, attitude of gratitude. I am so glad y'all are coming out. But I do think we need to go back over a little bit of theater etiquette. It was even hard for me on Friday night. You know, you have, if you're in the first 40 rows, you're probably Gucci. But for some reason, and it's not like, I mean, listen, I've been at clubs before and been heckled in a negative way. And, you know, that makes you want to fucking 
<clears throat> drive your car for bridge. But it's weird when you say something and then people are just discussing the joke. So guys, when you're coming out to the show, this is how it works. Come to the show, absorb the information, laugh your ass off, slap your knee, bring a fucking bullhorn. I don't care. Here, here, like whatever you want. And then you discuss the show after you leave. Imagine being at like a Broadway show and they're singing Hamilton. You know what I mean? The orphanage. And you just turn to your friend and you go, you know what? I think Kate, oh, who is it? No, no, no. What, what was that girl that we went to college with? Did, wasn't she adopted from Korea? I think she was also in an orphanage. And then the people singing Hamilton are like, the orphanage. No, no. I've told you this so many fucking times, Lindsay. She's not Korean. She's Chinese. And that's why she never wanted to hang out with us because you're fucking racist because you don't know the difference. The orphanage. Well, okay. You know what? You don't have to be such a cunt to me because I did not grow up around a lot of Asian people. Okay. My family is from Arizona. Like, what do you want? Why do you always put me in a box? Okay, I, I was just trying to say that I'm relating to what Hamilton's wife is saying right now. The orphanage. And I'm just saying, like, maybe we should give back. Maybe you shouldn't be such a fucking cunt to me right now because we, I, we should give back. And then it's like 45 minutes and the people of Hamilton who are singing to the rest of the audience can only hear these two dumb bitches from Arizona bitching about whether or not their friend Kimberly was Korean or Chinese. <laughs> like, it, it's crazy. And when I, after shows, you know, and I, and I have friends that come and they'll sit in every section. And, you know, Chris is out by the booth and he can hear everything. And what people don't realize is I can hear everything. If, if, if it's a good acoustic theater, if you're saying something, I can hear it ping back. And that's why sometimes during the shows, like when people are yelling shit at me, you know, and it'll be anything. And I know that everyone's excited. But let's remember, this is a performance. It is not a, a chapter meeting in a sorority. Fuck, if I was at a chapter meeting in my sorority, I would have an, an elder senior officer, if you will, coming around and hit me with a fucking paddle if I didn't shut the fuck up. But it's interesting to hear from a guy's perspective, too, because I have friends that will be like, yeah, we loved it. But these women in front of us, every single thing you said, they wanted to, to like dissect the joke. And I know that you're you're we're all together. We're having a great time. But remember, it's also frustrating for other people. So I'm not going to harbor on this, but I just want you all to understand a little bit of theater etiquette. Come watch this show laugh when I do audience participation. Right. So like I do crowd work. I talk to people in the front. I'm, you know, asking, hey, who got married recently? Like that is a control controlled situation and I love it and it is so much fun but the rest of the audience can't enjoy it if you're literally just like oh, that guy on the front row that she's talking did you just hear what she said she said he, she asked him what he did for a living and he said construction bitch he said construction <laughs> you you're redoing your house Amanda literally she just said the word construction and you were redoing your house you were lit literally, you showed me the plans. You're, you're building a mud room. Amanda, she said the word construction. She knows that you're building a mud room. I'm not, I'm not even fucking kidding you. Yes, that's what she said. Bitch, shut the fuck up. If you listen, you could hear. She said construction. That made me think of mud room, which made me think, are you leaving your husband or are we just going to like stay with him until the home reno's done? Like, just let me know. Either way, I'm here for you. Do you want another vodka soda? <laughs> like, that's the cycle. We had some woman at the Denver show from Florida 
who every three minutes, I was like, is anybody here from the South? She stood up, she's like, I'm from Florida, which I'm like, it's not, Yeah, we don't claim it. And then she just wouldn't sit down. And like everybody around her was like, ma'am, sit the fuck down. Please come have drinks, have a great time, have a great time. But it's interesting when I get feedback from other people who are like, we are so excited for the show and the entire row of people in front of us want to dissect every single thing that's coming out of your mouth. Sit back, smoke some joints, drink a Chardonnay and just fucking giggle. Let me do my job. And then, you know, the rule of thumb is you always walk 10 blocks or the equivalent of 10 minutes away from the theater and then you can talk as much shit as you fucking want. All right. I don't know. There's, there's, I hear you. I hear you. And I want to give everybody the best experience. And listen, I've gotten this tour. I am so proud of If you came out to the farewell tour, it was really about like what I've been going through emotionally and, you know, my family and a real introduction to myself. This, the comeback tour is so fucking raw and real and it's insane. And I am just ripping the bandaid and going for it. And, you know, I've tested my audience to see what they can handle. And we're just diving the fuck in. And I have so much fun and it's so physical and we're, you know, running around and doing shit. And it it really is the joy and the love of my life. So that's also partially why I'm always exhausted. But I want everybody to have a good time. So thank you for that gentle reminder. Remember, remember, be pleasant and be present. Put your phone on silent. Don't record the show. I had one bitch at the show in Denver. I, I Halfway through, I look, I go, you're recording the whole show. This is not, you can't, we're not pirating the show. I work on this material for a year and then I shoot a special. That's how that works. So come, be pleasant, be present, put your phones on silent and let's fucking shake our titties and laugh, bitch. Laugh. Also, shout out to my buddy, Andrew Collin. He came out opened with us in Denver. He's going to be doing a lot of the shows on the West Coast. Of course, Ray's always with me, but it was nice to have him back. And, you know, be respectful to the people that are opening. That's a big deal. I mean, listen, I have been in this business a very long time, but sometimes we just need a little little school refresher. And that's okay. I love you. I mean it. But it's always a full conversation. It's funny how things ping pong, you know. Did she? She said Italy. She said Italy. Allison. Did you fucking book your flight? She said, Italy, that made me think of we're going on a cruise to Cozumel in two fucking weeks. And I know you have not booked your flight. Well, I don't know if you're going to get paid time off. That's your issue. We all booked our flights. And if you don't book your flight, you're out of the fucking book club like that. These are the full conversations I hear. It's a lot of fighting. Y'all got to take the beef outside. Remember, in, in Boston, I love. Because Boston, you do a show in Boston, they don't say shit. They're dialed in. They're yelling. You know, they're just calling you like wicked retarded. You know what I mean? Like that's just what they're yelling and that's just their phrase. I'm not condoning it. That's just what they say. You know, and they're like, oh, get the fuck out of here, rather. That was a little New York. And then they leave and then they fight in the parking lot. Like if somebody can't hear, they just fight in the parking lot. Cannot wait to be back in Boston. But anywho, great reminder. Hey, and to the dudes that have been coming out to the show, y'all are chef's kiss. I want to take each and every one of you and put your mouth in my mouth because you bring me so much fucking joy because you guys have just been amazing audience goers. And the houses are really mixed now. It's not just women. Like we're having a full, you know, we, we've got it all, baby. We've got it all. We got the gays. We got the straights. We got the in-between. We got the grandmas, mommies, young kids, not young kids. Don't bring your young kids to my show. Highly inappropriate. We're having a blast. So I'm grateful for it. Let's get to the next voicemail. 
Kay Hazard at Flory from North Carolina, and you really triggered me with your talk about uh, your Mimi because I had an equally bad or maybe worse Mimi than you. This bitch would come up from Atlanta. She lived in your damn neighborhood. And my parents, they're like, take my older brothers and they like leave and go to Spain for a week and leave me with this bitch. And she never got off the couch. Bad alcoholic, drank and was drunk the whole time and would make me go get cigs from the Piggly Wiggly. And I would have to take a note. I was like nine years old. I would be mortified because I thought the people in the store thought the cigarettes were for me. It was so humiliating. And then I'd get home from the Piggly Wiggly and I'd say, Mimi, I'm hungry. And she'd say, you're fat. You don't need to eat. It's not going to hurt you to miss a meal. And so I'd go in the pantry and damn have to whoop down Twinkies and, you know, squeeze on cheese, whatever, that squirt cheese. And I just would have to eat that shit for like a week. And absolutely not to Mimi's who are supposed to be babysitting you and just fucking laid up drunk smoking twigs in the house, in my den. Oh, and she made me watch fucking Lawrence Welk. I couldn't even watch what I wanted on the TV. And if you don't know what Lawrence Welk is, look that shit up. It was, it was rough. So absolutely not to bringing up these horrible memories for me. Uh, when I was becoming a grandma, they were like, oh, you should be called Mimi. I'm like, fuck no. I am not a Mimi. So at any rate, love you, girl. We survived our Mimis and we're stronger for it. Bye. Amen. Also, I love a Southerner that says, at any right, any right, not any right. First of all, that accent is the greatest accent ever. I, I That is the most just North Carolina shit I've ever heard. I'm obsessed. And I, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to be triggering by bringing up the Mimis, the mean Mimis. You know, if you listen a couple weeks ago, we were kind of talking about a core memory of everybody kind of had a mean Mimi. And when I look back, my Mimi, she, you know, it, it's, it, I'm very empathetic to the point where I usually get taken advantage of people because I understand why people act out. So therefore I let people get away with a lot more shit than they should have. Now my Mimi wasn't a drinker. So her hate for me was pure, which is wild. You know what I mean? Your Mimi was drinking and I, and I'm sorry you went through that, but you know, it was the bottle talking. It was the booze talking. My Mimi was dead sober and but scan me up and down and just go, you were the, you were a mistake, you know? And, and I know why Mimi was, I know why Mimi was mean to me. She was mean because she lost her youngest son and I was the youngest grandkid. So there was something, I was the baby, you know, she couldn't cope again. I'm an empathizer. I'd be a great fucking therapist. But yeah, man. And oh, my Mimi would take me to the Piggly Wiggly. But we'd sit at the counter and get a grilled cheese. You know what I mean? we get a hot dog because she'd get her hair dyed black at the beauty parlor next door. And I remember we had a housekeeper that she would pick up at the Marta station. And Mimi was great to everybody. Her staff, she was great. Mimi was actually, you know, my Mimi was very progressive, very cool. Big Dixie Democrat. And she really... I remember her best friend's son was gay. And I remember it was, a, you know, a big deal back then. And I remember Mimi always, Mimi did teach me really great things about being super progressive, open-minded. And I remember Mimi tried to explain to me one day, I mean, this is in the 90s. And she's like, you know what? We're going to change the name. She's like, you know what? Paul is different. And I may be what? second grade. And I never, Mimi was just like, that's how we roll. Mimi, 
pushed the norms of what the Southern perspective was supposed to be because she grew up literally on a cotton farm in fucking Arkansas. She had a hard life growing up, moved to the big city and said, we're going to change this. But on the other hand, it's why I'm grateful to her that I learned like very early on, I was comfortable around different types of people. And my family, of course, was beautifully open-minded and, 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 you know, not assholes, if you will. But I remember Mimi just being, she taught me good things. She taught me to treat everybody with kindness. Everybody's an equal. But then when it came to my, you know, I told you I was tap dancing in the carport and she just, she didn't harbor talent. She did not nurture talent. She looked you dead ass in the eyes and said, you know, you're chunky, get a desk job somewhere where you can be in air conditioning. Heather, not a strong reader. I wasn't a strong reader as a child until I was. And then second grade, I was put in advanced reading. And you really want to know why I was put in advanced reading? Because when I would read, I would read with enthusiasm, right? So if it was cat in the hat, you know what I mean? I don't remember cat in the hat, but you know, or like the mouse jumped over the moon. I would read it like that. The mouse jumped over the moon. It was never just like the mouse jumped over the I the moon. It was the mouse. First of all, also, I never said the, I only said the, the mouse jumped over the moon. I was performing. And you know what? I also want this to be a, 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 you know what we're talking about this. If you are a grandparent or if you're a mom or if you're a dad or you're an aunt or an uncle, whatever, if you have any influence on a younger kid, I want you to listen to the trauma that we are all bringing up about maybe not being the brightest kids in the room. But if you can find that artistic flair in your child, your God kid, whatever, your grandchild, not all kids are the same. And my parents knew that sometimes they'd have to tie a pork chop around my neck to get the neighborhood dog to play with me. But if I, once I strapped on those tap shoes and once I hit those rollerblades on and I took my older sister's socks and I stuffed them in my bra and I was scooting around the neighborhood in the cul-de-sac showing off my walk titties. I was a performer, maybe a streetwalker, but I was a performer. And if you got one of those kids in your family that, you know, they're not testing great on the Iowas, they're not maybe even testing out of the third grade, find out what they're good at and let them be creative. Let them wear their tap shoes. Let them tap through the mall. Sign them up for a dance class, an art class, maybe pottery. Maybe they need some help with the motor skills. I was a five, six, seven, eight kind of kid. But I couldn't do five times seven. It just, my mind exploded. But I've really said, like, my sister and I were so different growing up in the sense that school came so easy for her, but also she wouldn't do her work because she was so smart, right? And I was smart in my own way. I was star of the second grade class play. Why? Because I was doing my reading test out loud and I read with so much zest and zeal and enthusiasm because you know what? I knew it was an audition. Every day life is an audition. And in my little third grade, second grade show business brain, I said, you got a razzmatazzm. I'm wearing pink today because I know that that is in the color wheel of my warm undertones. And if I wear a nice, you know, fuchsia adjacent kind of coral pink sweater and I get up and I read the cat in the hat in front of these dumb fucks in my class. You know, and and everybody like praises the science and math kids. Good for them. But maybe we just push a couple of the kids who are 
decent at spelling and know how to do the morning prayer on the intercom without stuttering. Give us a pat on the back. I tell you, I had this math teacher who fucked me up, dude. And I'm good now. I'm good now. But I had a math teacher who just, he was fucking mean to me. And I'm not, I'm not a victim, okay? I'm not a victim. Let me tell you this right now. She believed she could, so she did. But I'm going to tell you this right now. If you're a math teacher and you got a kid in your class, if they're just not putting in the effort, send them to detention. But if you're a math teacher right now and you got a kid that's clearly artistic, okay? I didn't say autistic. If they're autistic, they're probably great at math. But maybe not. I don't know. But if you have an artsy fartsy fucking kid in your class, let it slide. I mean, when are we going to start learning common core shit? How to change a tire? You know, what is a mortgage? Yeah, do we all need to know some math skills for sure? But I, I don't know how to tell you this. I'm not an architect. It is not up to me, nor will it ever be up to me to make sure that the bridge we're driving across doesn't collapse. You know what I mean? I pick your fucking battles. Oh God, I used to sweat when it came to standardized testing. I was literally in the back and I was sweating. And I would go in and my teachers knew I would razzmatazz them on the way in. Hello, good morning. Good morning, Miss Chastain. So, you know, today is <laughs> Iowa testing. And I know already going into this, I'm coming in with an attitude of gratitude. Thank you for having me here. <laughs> so here's the deal, Toots. You're going to get my test back. And the verbal and vocal and cognitive reading section of this is going to be chef's kiss. A++. Now the science, math, and critical thinking skills or are <laughs> going to be in Aramaic. So if you could just swamp some things around. I'm going to palm you a 20 and a butterfinger and just, ooh, you know, make it so that I get to the fourth grade. That would be <laughs> fan dab on them. Tastic. And then my teachers would be like, make it 50 and a king size. And you know what, bitch? You're graduating to the fourth grade. Like that was it. I'm a, I'm a, I knew how to wheel and deal. So look for the other kids. Look for the scummy kids a little bit, too. You know a bad egg when you see one, but look for the kids who are just like, listen, toots. I did. I called Miss Lawrence. Shout out to Miss Lawrence, the good math teacher. I'd bring her a little snack. She would look at my work. She goes, Heather, you wrote down the wrong answer because you're dyslexic with numbers. But you know what? I saw the work. And you know what, Heather? You, you deserve to go to the fifth grade because we're not going to let math hold you back. And you know what I'm good with? money, bitch. I'm good with money. I'm good with tipping. I'm good with ratios, statistics, that kind of shit. That's where my brain thrives. I am not good with if we're at 90 degrees and the apple rolled down the hill. But Billy was at 20 degrees on the top of the mountain. You know what my answer is? Billy needs to get a full-time job. He's been skiing for far too long. He needs to commit to his fucking girlfriend because ski season's over. And he's eating him out of house and home, down at the lodge with the fucking chili. And we're all tired of him farting through Aspen. That's what I would say. So no, I wasn't great at cognitive math equations on standardized testing, the SATs, the ACT. It's all different now. You know what I feel like every kid should have to do? a job interview. Just go to an interview, sit down. 
And you know what somebody's going to say? Well, what about the math and science kids who don't have good social skills? Well, send them to Harvard. And then the rest of us are going to Ole Miss, baby. Hottie fucking toddy. Yeah, I'm just trying to say, if you plant a seed, the, the tree will bloom. And sometimes the tree is going to be in the dance studio. Sometimes the tree is going to be in a chemistry room. But all I know is I had a couple of teachers who wouldn't let me just stay in my lane. And roller skate was stuffed Hanes socks and a walk hole strapless bra. That was my sister's. I, if you let me live. They were like, honey, you're in the third grade. You didn't sprout boobs. And I go, don't touch me. I'll report you. You and I both know that this is funnier than shit. I did. I want a boob so bad. And look at me now. <laughs> Long titties. Let's get to the last voicemail. Hi, Heather. This is your girl, Brooke, from Salt Lake and her husband, Bill, because I brought him with me to Boise to uh, see your show. Uh, my friend, Brooke Johnson, is, was your photographer in Italy, and she is the reason I found you and have fallen in love with you. Um, we had a great time last night. We met two crazy girls from Pendleton, Oregon, who sat in front of us. Shout out to Jenna and Catherine. Um, who were bound and determined to meet you last night <laughs> so much that security had to kick us out of the building. But we had a great time. We think Raymond did a great job. Um, seriously, so fun to have a little weekend away with the husband and, and come see you. And uh, he loves all your dick jokes. Um, I want to say my only absolutely not about this whole thing was every time I told someone we were coming to see you, or well, I, we were coming to Boise to see a comedian, Everyone assumed it was a dude. Guess what? I say absolutely not to that. You were so funny, so fun. I told everyone about you. I hope everyone starts learning and um, falling in love with you just like us. And we just want to say thank you so much for a great show in Boise. And, um, yeah, we love you and we mean it. Bye. Love, love. I'm doing a heart. I'm doing a heart right into the camera. Love. I love this voicemail. <laughs> Listen, I'll tell you what, it's really funny too when, you know, this is how it goes. This is what it's like to be in the biz, babe. Yeah, you know, I've I've even gone into theaters and my photo is on the marquee and my name is on the marquee and they're just like, wait, who's the guy coming in tonight? And I have to meet one of the, you know, the guys who's in the IOTS, you run in the theater and you just go, hey, buddy, yeah, no, I'm going to do the mic check. And they're like, what time is the headliner coming up? And you're like, no, 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 it's me. I don't know if you saw on the marquee, it says Heather McMahon. Like, I just figured it was a, a large Nordic man. Like, no, it's me. But listen, I hear you. You know, we're still breaking down boundaries. We're still proving to the world that women can be, <laughs> you know, a good fucking time. And that's why I always find it so funny. And, and I think y'all have learned, but it would always annoy me when people would say, I drug my husband to the show. I, you know, I drug my guy friend. They always leave having a fucking good time. I don't know when it just became like humor could only be a, it's like a sexist thing, right? Like dudes can only listen to Rogan. Chicks can only listen to me. I, I don't know when we became like that. Let's, you know what, everybody, let's get together. Let's have an orgy of chuckles. Let's just all meld in together. Obviously, people during the show are going to connect to certain things more than others. But why can't everybody bring a husband, 
Bring a guy that you gave a hand job to in an IHOP parking lot and let's just have a good time. You know what I mean? It doesn't have to be that layered. Also, aren't there some days where you want to just say, it's not that important. It's not that serious. It's jokes. And I constantly remind myself this all the time. Trust and believe. I'm taking these out. I constantly remind myself this all the fucking time. When I'm like having a nervous breakdown, when I'm tired on the road, when I'm about to go out. And obviously I give you a professional show, but I often am just like, Heather, you are out there. You're going to do 90 minutes of just sheer ridiculous shit. You have written these jokes. You know these jokes. Go out there and let it rip. And sometimes in life, I think we need to remember, you got to let it rip. Let it rip. You know what I mean? Just rip. Don't think. Sit back. Just let it rip. And I don't mean crop dust the theater. I don't mean go into your local Trader Joe's and shit yourself. But sometimes we got to just take off the what is this? Who is it? You know, let me be me, babe. Let me be me. Who am I right now? I'll tell you who. I'm Heather Kyle McMahon. I'm a little overworked, but I'm I'm doing it. I'm grateful. I'm fun. I'm really leaning into reading books. I got an LL Bean bag recently that is monogrammed that says absolutely not on it. You know, I, I enjoy a jean jacket. I also enjoy a meze platter. I love a tapenade. I love a finger food. You know, I love a slider. I love a slider burger. But again, I need four. I love sunshine. I don't know if I love the mountains yet because it was too expensive for me to get up to Aspen. But I love a moment in the Santa Barbara sun. (laughs) You know, I love going to a gas station and get the chili lime Doritos. I love sparkling water. Nothing is tickle. What's my what's my palate more than a lime topo chico, bitch? You know it. I know it. I like a late night snack. I like a little piece of chocolate on my pillow. I like giggling with friends. I like puppies. I like kitties. I like everything except honestly vermin. I enjoy when you get a suntan. You know what I mean. That third day of vitamin D where you've protected the face, but your shoulders feel a little crispy. Your dermatologist will be pissed eventually, but it feels good. I love a sweater at the beach sometimes. I love being on a speedboat. You know, I love the occasional cocaine, but I don't do it. You know, I love a shrimp skewer. God, those are good. If you ever put, you could put anything on a skewer. You could put a, you know, a, a pencil eraser. You could put some anal beads. You put that shit on a skewer. Little marinade, a little soyaki, a soy teriyaki glaze. You know, nice pineapple. Put that thing on the grill. Bop, bop, bop. One bite. Every, you know, that's a solid afternoon for me. I like not watching Vanderpump Rules and then now diving fully deep into the Tom Sandoval scandal. I like, you know, 90 Day Fiance. I'm true and true to that. I love when a a Real Housewife DMs me 
and they want to send me their new book. So they asked me for their address. That brings me joy. I love my friends. I love my friends when they're fucking annoying. I love the Delta Sky Club. And you know what? I love you. And I think, I, I know we started this episode off fierce, feisty. I'm out here for, and I'm a flight, fight or flight, sweating through my t-shirt because a lot's going on. But that's okay. Because we got to remember, we're doing good shows. We're having fun on the road. And no one can stop us. In the words of DJ Khaled, no one can stop us. I'm all the way up. And then after Saturday's show, Friday's show this weekend, I'm probably going to crash hard. I'm going to have six hours to recollect myself before I fly to L.A. So if you see me in the airport, be gentle, be kind, maybe a soft hug. And for the love of God, if you take a photo with me, just facetune it. I don't know how to do that. But don't leave me fucking hanging. You know, blood sugar is low, but the spirits are high. And that is why I'm grateful for each and every one of you. Again, I'm hitting the road. I will be in San Antonio. Then we're going to the West Coast. We have Portland, Seattle, Vancouver, British Columbia. Y'all come out in Canada. Come to Canada, Vancouver, British Columbia, Portland, Seattle. Then I'm hitting two shows in San Francisco. I've got a bunch of Texas dates coming up. I got Dallas, Fort Worth, Memphis at the Orpheum. I'm pretty sure it's almost sold out. We're coming to Boston, Milwaukee, Minneapolis, I think, Pittsburgh. We're going all over. And then Radio City, guys, get your tickets. Radio City is just going to be unbelievable. So many surprises. That's June 17th. And get your tickets at heatherontour.com. I love you. I mean it. I will see you next week on the Absolutely Not Podcast. Ciao, Bella. Arrivederci. La, 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 la. Love you. Mean it. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate us, and leave a review. And as always, follow me on Instagram at Heather K. McMahon. See you guys soon. note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.